This is a Podcast Now production. Sparklers, I outlawed sparklers. Hmm. There was no, we there was no bottle shows allowed. I would find it hard to book you there because it, you wouldn't, I wouldn't get what I would want to book you for. Is so it, would yeah. you pay your DJs on time? Yeah, yeah, I would. I would what? <laughs> <laughs> right. This is Output DXB. Scotty, Adam, Output DXB podcast vibes. Adam, you've been here three years. Like, what, what brought you here? Uh, originally, I come here to, to open a nightclub called Industrial Avenue. You know, I, I just identified a, a, a massive gap for something uh, raucous and underground, warehouse style, back to basics almost. And if I'm honest with you, like, I hadn't actually visited Dubai before that. Well, you um, just came on I came you? over, I actually got called over to help consult with Mahiki. Um, one of the powerhouse nightclub brands, I think for some time over here, but they just fell off a cliff almost, you know, you, you got to move with the times. They didn't, they weren't really updating the content or their output. So someone I'd worked with before in, in the UK called me up to come out um, and kind of help, I don't know, reinvigorate the brand. Um, and at the, at the time that I came out to visit, I spent three days here, I met someone else, a friend of the family. Um, who ended up presenting me with an opportunity to, to create an event um, which was in a dead space in the Western Hotel. It's called Industrial Avenue. Um, I think it had been used by certain brands, Adidas and a couple of other people to do some kind of fashion orientated uh, shows and, and product launches. Um, so I visited the site and, you know, I, it, in all its glorious, it was kind of back to basics where I started, you know, it, it matched what I thought uh, Dubai needed, which mm. was... You know that. Yeah, but how, like you said, you hadn't been here. So how did you know that Dubai needed that? I mean, like, I did a lot in the three days I was here. I went around and visited all the all the all the big brands. You know, the the whites, the Mahikis, and the VIP opulent uh, clubs and stuff. You know, and I just thought there was an abundance of it. And obviously, from what I've always seen online, Dubai was that way orientated, kind of more opulent VIP stuff. To be honest with you, as well, and this is me maybe being naive, I always thought it was. Uh, more hip hop driven. I didn't really think there was a market for house. When I came over and spoke to some people, um, that was the the the, the gap that mm. I kind of found. It, as mm. much as it is hip hop driven, like people still listen to house music. Like, I think industrial to me was that place where it was a bit of a free fall. There weren't no tables. Yeah, one of the main taglines was more dance for less tables. Because um, again, the, the the clubs I visited was. You know, I, I saw a lack of dance floor and I'm like, yeah. well, I go out to dance when I go to a club, you know? So that was definitely something that we, um, again, identified as as maybe a future focus. I always said that Industrial Avenue and the concept, Dubai wasn't quite ready for it. But if you're looking at trends and fashion and art and music and stuff, it goes around in circles. So, you know, changing people's spending habits and, you know, the economic state. Dubai was in maybe a silent recession, dare I say. So what, you're, you're saying it didn't work in the end? Or? No, I, I just think, you know, sometimes we discussed this when we were launching it as well and being bold and brave. You know, sometimes you don't want to be that first soldier over the hill, if that makes sense. Sometimes the pioneer of any given product or or genre kind of sometimes gets sorted up by the mm. bigger brands thereafter. Um, so I always said it was maybe a year or two ahead of its time in terms of uh, Dubai adopting that culture of of, of uh, less tables, <laughs> less VIP, you know, that kind of stuff then. Mm -hmm. Again, if you fast forward to, to now, 
you're probably looking at this now being more desirable, especially I think people can't wait to get back on the dance floor mm. and you know, almost hug a stranger because it's, it's been a while, you know? Yeah, of course. But even like as DJs, Scotty, I'm sure, back me up yourself. Like, we love to be in Dubai, we love playing in Dubai, but that dance floor culture that's missed, a place like industrial to me would probably be the best place to play at. Have you, you played there? I haven't played there. I went there and I was just saying to Adam before, like, I walked in and I'm like, yo, it's weird. I just got a feeling of like, I'm in a proper club. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think for me, it's like you said, that I, obviously we come from a time where it's like all clubs had VIPs, but it's like, it was in a place where it's like, cool, if you're up there, you're up there and everyone yeah. does their own thing. So there's few clubs here that had that. Like even when I used to play in like um, Sensation, like there was actually a big space to dance. Do you know what I mean? And the tables and stuff was on the side. So it's like you had enough club space and then there was a few other ones, like even to a degree base, like you had the middle bit, which was yeah. just like a pit. It's like, that's where everyone's raving and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then you got the VIPs on the side. So like there was venues that had this, the structure. It's just, like you said, it's more of a culture thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Cause over here and even just, I guess in places around the world, cause a lot of places, you know, when we, when we travel, like we see it all the time, like slowly, like, like you said, everywhere's just tables. I remember playing in Cyprus, obviously it's not visual, but this was the booth and this was a table. And like my MC was looking at me and he was like, well, there's this guy just sitting in front of him like this. And we were like, what do we do? But it was just like table, table, table. It's do just, you know what I mean? So, it's just money though, isn't it? Yeah. Like, but then like, the like, like Adam was saying, it's like, to me, I've always felt there needs to be some kind of separation. Cause then it's like, well, what are we here for then? Cause it's like, you're, everyone's literally now just sitting down then. And I think it's, it's uh, adopting that culture of what you get in London and, and all the cities in the UK and, and Berlin and whatnot, you know, starting parties in, in back rooms or basements yeah. or, you know, mm. unlicensed premises or car parks, all this kind of stuff here, which builds and sustains <clears throat> culture and, and births new genres along the way. I mean, like I've been in this game for like 23 years now, I suppose you've been in probably about the same time. How many, how many different genres have we seen birthed in mm. the UK? Um, not all of them are on a global scale, but we're recognised for, for for that type of culture and all the different types of techno that comes out of Berlin. And, you know, you go back to Chicago and Detroit and stuff like that, you know. For me, and I might be speaking at a turn, like what has Dubai given the world in terms of uh, music culture? What, what have we given the world? You know, I think, and I think there's a melting pot of creatives here, but it's, it's the platforms and adopting that culture of, of giving people a chance. There's a whole well, heap what, of luck. Why don't you think it's happened yet? I think, you know, again, not wanting to speak out of turn, but- Speak out of turn, bro. <laughs> you know, <laughs> dealing with- guys sitting around the table, we're dealing talking. Dealing with, uh, there's, a, there's a monopoly. There's a monopoly. Um, more often than not, you know, you've got big money clubs in it for certain reasons. Um, and then a lot of the times you're dealing with hotels. So, this in itself, the red tape and bureaucracy of dealing with big corporations and trying to get them to understand the vision and the purpose of building culture and subculture and what that leads to in how you're building organic followers. You know, something I'm quite passionate about here is, is to, to put aside the copy and paste culture that I think we'd all agree that is, is just overabundant here mm. and start to create things. Like I coined the phrase for the UAE, by the UAE, something I'm quite passionate about again in, in, yeah, in pushing, in trying to build little pockets of culture. Um, but going back to why it's hard, it's like trying to get 
big corporations to buy into these these kind of concepts um, is it, very difficult. And the platform's not there, the space is not there. You can't just pop up a, a party here. You need licensed premises. You that, need, there's all these connotations, NOCs, licenses. But that's, that's, I think, the biggest, a major factor in the problem, though. Like, you can have Industrial Avenue, just dance floor, but the cost of, like, for a dance floor rave like that, you're better off booking four or five DJs in one night. Like, that's what we all came from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, a lineup, yeah. not the whole resident thing. So, we know that costs a lot of money. Of course. Then you've got all the other costs. And if you ain't got tables that are bringing the costs in, it's harder to sustain that yeah. type of environment. It's, it's, def it's definitely Especially hard. Yeah. 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 The, the, the good thing about it was that whole project was a massive learning curve and it was right place, right time, right people. Mm. So not to go into the specifics, but the deal that we got was magic. To start to start a venture of this type was magic. Yeah. We had all, all the tools we needed, you know, in terms of the usual high rents and all this kind of stuff, that that stuff was all sorted. It was a magic deal, um, which became a little bit more difficult in the long run to grow. So the first year, high impact. I mean, again, as an artist, you know, any artist that came down and visited, they were they were like, this is where I want to play. You know, yeah. please just give me a slice of this. I'll go back to doing my table stuff for my, for my money. Please give me a slice of this, you know. We did have some tables, but we, again, we adopted a, a different type of culture and it didn't really work, if I'm honest with you, which was a kind of, you know, you want a table, okay, here's your bottle, serve yourself. But you know what Dubai's like. So we'd mm. have we'd have spenders that normally drop, I don't know, 50, 60K, and we'd get the phone call, yeah, I've got a big man coming down, blah, 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 look after him. They come down and spend 5K. They have a time of their life. They're not getting bottle service. Yeah, they have a time of their life, but there's no <laughs> bottle service there. There's no hostesses. There's no nothing like that. So they, yeah, they're buzzing off the thing, but they don't get yeah, but that. That's, that's because they're not being it's poured not, double shots. They're pouring their own shots in it. That's so the it. bottle's yeah, going to exactly last longer. That, but know? not only that, it's more of a show thing as well because <laughs> yeah. they, they want to be seen. They want to be seen. Because where was like a dark venue, like how we like and stuff like that, it's like you can't, even if you bring the sparkles and stuff, it's like cool two seconds and it's out. Whereas in these other it's, venues it, where it's like kind of like a step thing like this, like, okay, you're up there. We can exactly see that. you. And, yeah, and, but at the same time you go to Ibiza and it's a massive VIP culture yeah, you, now. Yeah, but that, as soon as you said, that's a completely different though. Yeah, but it's, it because is, it's, but you're not, it's not about the show. You're still, you're, they'll still spend more money than what people are spending No, but then that's here. the thing, it's Ibiza. Like, yeah, you've got the cultural yeah. background of it, of, yeah. of being there and, you know, um, normally going to the VIP clubs or in, in London or Mykonos or wherever, but dumbing down for that one moment to be seen up on, on, on the rails of Amnesia while Corolla's yeah. playing. But I mean, going back to the sparkler thing, sparklers, I outlawed sparklers. Mm. There was no, we there was no bottle shows allowed. Um, I did bow after about a year because I mean, it's there me. were people saying, I want to buy four bottles of Dumpy. Well, that's half the problem though then, isn't it? I really? want sparklers, I'm like, nah. So at first I'm like, nah, nah, nah. Yeah. But then money's money. Yeah. And we adopted it on the Thursday night. Um, but originally there was no, there was no sparklers, there was no bottle shows. We had, I built one giant table, which was elevated. The rest were all on the floor, kind of how we're sitting now, beanbags almost. It was almost a piss take out of, of that, of that culture. I know you want a bottle, hey? <laughs> but I built the giant table and it was elevated and in giant gold letters, it had ballers in inverted brackets. <laughs> <laughs> so again, it was, ah, right, you're baller. Good luck to you. Well yeah, done. Yeah. Like, you know? Um, That's nuts. But yeah, and then I built, I built the booth similar to, to Ministry of Sound. I wanted that kind of music on everyone in the booth five. Yeah. It's not, even it's that's not, a problem. You can't even have people not, in the booth. It's not yeah. really allowed, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a little did, again, that's me being naive and not being there for too long. But I built built and designed it how I wanted to. We pushed the boundaries a little bit, you know? I had a, I had a bad boy sound system in the booth. You had yeah, your own party. I had two giant subs. 
12 inch monitors up, pinned up alongside you. So it was just a vibe as an artist, man. Yeah. You had Namdi doing stage dives, everything, man. It was raucous. It was good times. Yeah, it, was it was good times. Good. And like, that, to me, that just sounds perfect. Like, and even going back to the sparklers thing, Scotty, I'm probably not the only one in the room that would say you're probably the best technical hip hop DJ that I've heard. <laughs> and I know he gets that a lot. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but that whole sparkler culture and the champagne shows and all of that, mm. like, don't that get to you? Seeing as you're someone who's like, right, and I'll, I'll be honest, and I've never said this to you in my life, but a lot of the places, say say the place I'm booking here, yeah, I would find it hard to book you there because it you wouldn't I wouldn't get what I would want to book you for. Do you get yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like I want to hear you for an hour. Yeah. I don't want you to be Stop interrupted by a Superman theme song. Like I mean, it's it's a weird one because I've tried to obviously clubs have changed, so I've tried to kind of stay away from those venues if I can, but. It's like we all said, this, that's just what it is nowadays. Like, even you're saying about trying to change the culture here in terms of getting more people to dance and stuff in general, just I think worldwide, the culture now, the whole phone thing and just yeah. just being more posy anyway. Yeah, yeah. So you having say industrial here, you're in the middle of post central, Literally, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So it's like to even get half of them doing what we want them to do is, is a step, do you know what I mean? But I think just long-term it's, it's a difficult one. I mean, what I try and do when I go to venues now is kind of incorporate what they're doing with what I'm doing. And I found it, some venues are on it. Others are just like, no, nah, when, when we want this to go out, then you play this tune now. And it's just like, yeah, but if I'm in- They don't get the interrupts of flow. Yeah, like if I'm playing yeah. Migos and then this guy wants Davido or something, it's like, how am I going from hip hop to app? Do you know what I mean? And, and like, they ain't trying to listen. They don't, yeah. they don't get it. Yeah. And my thing is like, I don't think you get, I can literally do this in 30 seconds if you really want me to. I can make it work just from skill. However, I can do it so that the whole venue is on a vibe. We can switch it, stop it, however you want to do it. But I can make it flow so that no one's looking at me or looking around like, what's, what's going, going on? on? Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And like I said, some of them are on it. And and the majority, I'd say, are more like, no, nah, we want it now kind of thing. And I've found the places that do... Not necessarily, not necessarily just agree with me because I always say to everybody, I'll give them a choice. I'm like, look, you're paying me in it. So it's like, at the end of the day, I'm going to give you an option. Like, let's try it once. If it doesn't work, then cool. But in my head, I'm, I know it's going to work in yeah. it. And every time where it's worked, the people that are actually like, they have, to me, they have sense. They're like, yo, this is, and then they constantly go with that. Do you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden you can see the whole vibe is different, you know? Um, but that's me wanting to have a party like I'm a party DJ like I I That's want it. I want people to dance I want people to have a good time like if the music's like too slow or it's like if I just don't want people just standing around do you know what I mean and like I said where that's the culture now it's kind of difficult especially when you're trying to build a vibe and then someone comes like yeah. oh you we got to play this now or something else I'm just like Ugh. yeah and, and that's why I got to praise um Colin and Nam dude we brought in and Crown Prince, Crown Prince was kind of the leader. He set up for his boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, almost like he's the uncle and his, his, his nephews are coming through to play, if that yeah. makes sense. But from 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 the start, he guided it. He was at the Master of Ceremonies, he guided it. And that helped us to create that dance floor element, especially on the Thursday. Yeah. So that was a night called Steezy. So originally that was about switching it from what you're hearing in the clubs currently and taking it back to the old school. We quickly found we had a younger audience. So we adapted that real quick. Um, 
and what you saw was something absolutely beautiful. We had some international artists over from time to time. And you had crews coming down and breaking breaking off and dancing off against each other. And that became a massive part of that night um, mm. and gave it that kind of authenticity that you would have seen in New York and all this kind of yeah. stuff. You had girl groups coming down, you had guys, mixed groups, and it was just beautiful. People's jaws were on the floor, you know? Um, and that helped us build that kind of dance floor culture within that. It was a very young audience, if I'm honest with you. Mm. And the idea for me was always, as I said, try and build some subculture and grow that audience with you. It was difficult. Sometimes I'm, I'll be honest with you. Sorry, they made a good point there as well. You know, you're saying there was it's a younger audience. Obviously, over here, over the years, you guys yeah. have probably seen it. Like it's all, and obviously you got like 21 is the minimum, but usually it's like what 25, 30, if yeah. anything, and then upwards. That's it. So even in the last four to five years, you, like you said, and you've probably seen it. Like now, we're now starting to get the 21s, the 22s. Yeah, so you're, now you're smelling the yeah. culture yeah, growing. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So now when we're playing, you you can. You can see the energy is different, but then it's difficult in some venues where it's like you got half of that and then half of the other. And that, kind of that's, like, that's the thing, and ultimately, that's what the night was popping. I mean, we yeah. have over a thousand people in it. The queue is round the corner. This was regular every week. But what happened is we had those kind of twenty-five to thirty-year-olds that would come. More and more, the younger kids come, and it started not to mix. Yeah, that um, is always the problem though. Like, and it will always be a yeah, problem. Yeah, because I'll be honest with you, sometimes it felt like a youth club. I was I was literally shepherding these kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And whilst it was beautiful from, from, a, from a personal satisfaction, I've done mentoring, you know, I've come from from them kind of places there. I want to see that. I was buzzing off that culture. When it came to money and certain people that were in there, maybe our age, were like, oh, it's a little bit too yeah. young for me, you know? Mm. And obviously it was like, people wouldn't have to pay to get in. Just, yeah, no, and then again, so the original ethos was like, everyone is welcome. Like we wouldn't, because again, Dubai, you know, especially three, four years ago, it was super hard to get in clubs. It's become a lot easier now because there's more clubs and people, yeah. as we were talking about <laughs> off, off, yeah. off recording. Um, but we wanted to welcome everyone with open arms. And again, it was beautiful at the beginning, but it became part of the, dare I say downfall, like it just, it, 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 it stopped me growing as I wanted to, because it was so open and expansive that some people just couldn't grasp it yet. How, how can you go there and there's, there's more dudes than women? How can you go there and there's a guy in, in, in this kind of attire or that kind of attire? And it was, it was, as I said, a bold project and it needed a couple of years to mature. Unfortunately, uh, we got do, to that do point. Do you think there's still scope for that to happen? Ma massively, you know, I'm working on a, on a lot of projects um, at the moment, which encompass that yeah. ethos. Whether industrial comes back as it as it is, or as a pop up space, or you know that underground element, especially within the house music scene you're hearing, that, you're seeing now, um, there's a whole heap of talent here, and they're, they're they're thirsty, and there's no platform for them. Yeah, there is no platform. It's nuts. Um, and for you, would you prefer to play in them places or the bottle clubs? <laughs> Definitely not the bottle clubs, but I'm at a stage now where it's my mentality, I mean, especially after this last year, my mentality is just where the where is the money? Do you know yeah. what I mean? And, that, and that's that where's the consistent the money. Though. Yeah, like, for now anyway. And obviously when things get 100%. back to a stage where we're back, you know, it's it's just regular and we're back to normal, um, then it will be a bit more, okay, let me streamline what I'm doing and go back to like, right, I want to play here or I want to play there. Do you know what I mean? But one thing I think with over here, my thing has always been, 
who pays consistently as opposed to another issue yeah another issue yeah my thing's always longevity and consistency i don't care whether you're the biggest brand or the flashiest whatever like if you're not paying me on time i don't almost almost everyone eventually stops paying yeah you know you might you might get some relationships i had i've had there's a few venues that since I've literally been coming here, like, and, well, the venues and I guess the people that are running it, yeah, yeah. that have been- Solid. Yeah, for the whole time. And so, you gotta applaud them because- in, in No, this, 100%, yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. And the thing is- Yeah, but there's, there's a big part of that is they're also paying for what he brings. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Like that same person you're talking about, may not pay their resident DJ. True. Like, I mean, I've heard, I've heard I mean? those stories as well. Because, you know, when some people are like, oh, that <laughs> person don't pay. And I'm like, yeah. no issue. I'm for you, He's the best person <laughs> in the world. Like, pays you on time the whole lot. Yeah, no, it. I get but, that. I get that. Like, and we've all seen it. I've been in the same position yeah. as well. Where I'm getting paid on time, but some and other then people someone else. Wait. So yeah. would you pay your DJs on time? Yeah, yeah. I would, I would, what? <laughs> <laughs> right, so here's the thing, yeah. No, no. When you're dealing with big corporations and payment terms and stuff, Sometimes I move the goalposts. So originally, how our deal was, was put together was typically a revenue share yeah. as, as such. In terms of financials, we'll go through the corporation. So you're looking at 30-day payment terms. So I get my money every 30 days. I then pay people out. Every now and then they move the goalposts. They stop payments. They delay payments. They extend the payment terms to 45 days. Yeah. Then 60 days. So then I've got people on 30-day payment terms and contracts that I've got to try and adhere and pay to. So sometimes they were late, I'll be honest with you. Never not paid. Yeah, that that that's another big issue here though. And I think like, I don't know, I hope we do get away around it. And even like the last couple, well, when we was right here, I would just pay people out of my pocket because that was the other thing. And it would also stop me from booking certain DJs because I couldn't guarantee that they're yeah. going to get paid on time. Yeah. Mm. And it's like, my relationship, I've not done this for so many years to ruin my relationships because someone else isn't paying. Do you get what I mean? And it's like... And again, i got to applaud you for doing that. And I think all of us have probably done it at some points. And then at some points, maybe, you know, it's difficult for you to keep that up. Yeah. Um, but I just, like, I'm fortunate enough to be in a position where I get paid from the people I work for. Yeah. So even me saying to them, I've paid this guy, I need the money they're not, not going to pay me. Yes, it's, you, like, you help yeah. the process. Do you get what yeah, I mean? Yeah. They, they will probably take two or three months to pay that person, but they'll pay me you in a month. You can speed it up and, and, and use And it I think that that's like, if you've got them relationships with these people yeah, in exactly. Dubai, you have to keep them. They're golden. Yeah, they're, they're golden. golden, man. Because I mean, I'm, I'm owed money from 2019 from certain <laughs> venues and companies. Yeah, and then COVID cool. come and they were like, yes, in a way, like, well, I ain't paying no one. Yeah. Uh, every, everything. That's, that's the thing people don't get with here as well on the outside especially DJs and especially over the New Year's and Christmas week so everyone was coming like a lot of people for starters don't even realise they need permits to play yeah. then on top of that they're like obviously there was a bit of cash flying around and stuff but in general they don't understand the whole payment like, yeah the payment structures it is the it's complete <clears throat> only place I've ever gone on stage without receiving my fee before in the world like it just it, this is this that's actually broken mad true I'm it's not broken even the it, whole no. system is broken um and it needs fixing and there's there's different collectors that have tried to fix it but it falls on deaf ears every time so it comes down to working basically working with the right people but mm. you have to go through the mistakes of working out who's right and wrong especially if you're new in town like yeah. you're saying you're coming over thinking rah 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 
but you're not realizing that there's permits involved. NOCs, that there's the monopoly of like, you're on my visa, bro. You're not working with someone else. That yeah, kind of yeah, stuff yeah. as well, which stunts the growth, stunts the, 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 the building of culture. I was culture. even going to get to that because to me, just from the outside looking in, obviously Scotty plays like, it. to me, it seems like you have no politics. You can pretty much play where you want. <laughs> and like, I think he, since him being here and doing that, it's pretty much changed the game for like, our type of DJ in terms of the bottle club. From yeah. the outside in, it looks that way as well. Yeah, Scotty, I don't see you Scotty with an association and such. Yeah, yeah, I right. mean, someone else said that to me and I didn't even really think Which of it brilliant. like that. But So I think with me, when I initially first, first came here, the people that were doing events, like I said, there was only like three or four yeah. main venues anyway. And the people that were doing events had like two of them. Do you know what I mean? And then slowly that elevated. And then it got to the point where I was coming here like every month and then that stopped. But then where I'd built whatever up, then another person was like, yeah, we saw you play, so we want to book you now. So I was like, all right, cool. Did one with them. But then again, like I said, I'm about longevity and all of that kind of stuff. So it's like, well, if you're only going to book me once a year, then whatever. And then you just start building relationships. But then it was at a point where I'm like, well, it's like it's like in England, like you know, why can't we? Why can't I play at this other venue or that other venue? Yeah, so with here, but, for me, I kind of just slowly did that because I was because don't get me wrong, people did say to me like, oh, if you like, we can't book if you play there. And I'm like, all right, but why not? First of all, it's a different day, it's a different this, and they're like, yeah, but where initially everything was cool, and then it started to get to the point where it was the whole flight thing. Yeah, because we we're paying your flight, flight we're playing yeah. your hotel. So I was just like. Okay, cool. And this is a lot further down the line, by the way. This is probably like so to make that me work. You, you then got to have the promoters maybe to have a good relationship to flight shares and and stuff like no, that. No, but I didn't even do it that way because I do that in Cyprus, yeah. Um, and I do that in a few other countries, but they get it. Whereas with here, as you know, there's a lot of egos and stuff yeah. like that. So I was just like, you know what? Don't worry about it then. I just up my fee a bit more for everybody, and I was like, I'll take care of the hotel and um and flight. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Do you know what I mean? Like, Take the politics if, out of it. Yeah, if there were certain promoters that I was tight with and they could get it, they'll be like, look, I'll pay for it, but then just either sort me this or play for a lesser fee for me and then I'll just sort it out. But that probably only happened once or twice. But, yeah, but like I said... That's you doing that on the basis of coming back and forth. Like, you're doing it now living here. Oh, living here? Like, well, that's... Yeah, but that's because... No, no one's done that, bro. No, no one who lives here has been able to. But then, then play check in this again. This is me uh, from the outside in. Yeah, I didn't know you lived here. I still kind of thought you was flying back and forth. Even in people general. in England for that. <laughs> it's weird because I was here for so like maybe four or five years. That, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. I mean, no, nah, the people, the people that were booking me, they definitely knew I was here. Yeah, but I think for me, it's one. I'm not on anyone's visa. visa. Yeah, that's the first no thing. No one's paying your rent. So no one like technically tell me anything that's the first thing secondly um i have a very high standard in the sense of like you said what i bring and how i play so mm -hmm. for me i'm like i've shown you what i can do so on monday if it's this club that's you that you lot have got your thing now the tuesday club like well if you want that then cool it's a yeah. different day now do you know what i mean and as we know over here People don't even promote the Tuesday until the Tuesday. So it's like, whatever happened on Monday is gone now. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So it doesn't even matter. So it's like, you just slowly, you just slowly build it up. And then at the same time, it was also a case of, well, you're only giving me one book in a week. This person now wants to give me 
say two nights a week. So then it's like, all right, cool. I'm going to go and do that place. But then this other place, yeah, well, we want you as well, but you can't play. And I'm like, don't tell me I can't play anywhere because again, you don't have my visa, but then yeah. what are you paying me? Like if you, if this is, I've always said this as well, even when I said the YB for like, if you want me to be exclusive at your club, then pay me exclusive money. Cause if you want me to literally just say, come and do one venue, then you need to understand. Cause at one stage I was doing like seven days here like different venues, six, six, seven days, six venues, right? But I could have potentially done the same venue or the same company maybe three times a week. Mm -hmm. But if they paid me the equivalent of all six, I would have done it. Yeah, yeah. Because one thing, this is on the flip side, I'm doing that. It put a strain, not necessarily on my relationship like that, but then for example, like we couldn't leave. Yeah. Like wifey wanted to go on a holiday or whatever. And it's like, I'm doing seven days a week. Yeah, yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, I can, obviously I can say, yeah, I'm going and but whatever. But in my done. head, how we've all been brought up, I'm like, nah, I'm missing a week's worth of dough. And I'm yeah. like, we can do that later. And, and it's also I mean? not easy to substitute. Yeah, know? exactly. If so, if you may go and come back and it may not be there. For well. example, say you, say you became, say you fell ill on a, on a, on a Thursday evening, you got a big yeah. gig. You know, they need someone on the license that can cover you up, yeah. right? Stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? So it's 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 all of that kind of stuff. So, I mean, thankfully, I, I was never I've never I was never really fussed about leaving stuff. That wasn't the issue for me. It was more just making sure everything was paid and I was good. Do you that know what I mean? that would be the only but, thing for me though. Playing seven different venues. That's you chasing seven different payments. No, but then, like I said, that's. <laughs> years of building up like no, right you know you're you're, right people, you're good yeah. you're good and the thing is some of them the ones that i knew were long i didn't potentially and they weren't even long like crazy long no, it was i like, get that you kind of bank that as like it's coming like, yeah, it's cool. yeah because i had so much other stuff going on it was like don't, not even don't worry about it because i was still on them no, no, but in my head i wasn't stressing i was like well i'm good with that you, you see, see that a saying? lot with djs that play multiple venues they have their bankers where they pay the rent yeah mm. rah, rah, rah. And then they've got other ones that they either enjoy playing, they've got good relationship, or they don't quite want to give up on it. They're chasing money for maybe three months, but mm. they've got their bankers there. Yeah. F Thursday and Friday pay well, the Tuesday is a bit up and down, but it's money potentially is still coming. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, <laughs> I can't even give you an answer to that, you know, how I, how I actually did it. It's just, <laughs> it just kind of happened. And I think the way I look at it, I always say it's, it's with anything like, my thing is always quality over quantity. Do you yeah. see what I'm saying? So if someone's good, I don't, it doesn't really matter if they've played X, Y, and Z, because especially over here, you like, you have a venue, you have a venue. You both have different crowds. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, you may get a little overspill, potentially if it's like the next day, but in general, you both have different crowds. So it's like, why can't you book, let's just say the same person? Because it's hitting find, different do markets. Do you find that you've maintained an element of international DJ. Do you think that's helped um, as well? Rather I'd than I'd like someone who's moved here and started as a local resident. Da, 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 da. I'd like to think so. But when I was living here, that was some of the arguments I did get because when it came to fees, for example, they tried to start lowering it a bit saying like, yeah, well, you're a local DJ. I'm like, I'm not a local DJ. Yeah, like, well, why should that even be a thing now? Because like, that's what they try and do here. Do you know what I mean? But then where it started getting an issue for me not going to name the club, but I stayed there like six weeks, <laughs> but there was venues or a venue I played at. And then it started off like they wanted to pay me the same 
as a lesser club that I was playing at. So I'm yeah. like, but you're a huge venue. So how does that work? But I was like, you know what? It's a start. Let me just, it's opportunity, whatever. Then it was like, they're not putting my name on the flyer. <laughs> I'm like, okay, what, what are you doing? So I was literally having to do it myself and put my own artwork on the stuff. Yeah, yeah. Then they're booking internationals, which wasn't an issue. But then when they started booking UK DJs, I'm like, okay, so you're putting these guys on the flyer. But if we was in England, they would be underneath me anyway. Like not in that way, but I would be <laughs> the headline and then they would be, so how are you now flying them over? Yeah, but you see what you're saying there. I kind of do it the other way. Like you'll never see my name on a flyer here. No, but then you... Like I would, I, if I know I've got <clears throat> a big event or there's an artist or booked a UK artist or whatever, then my name appears, but... I would be playing at the venue every week or whatever, but you, I, I, would, I wouldn't even want them to push me. That's because no, that, but then that's this. I'm all right. Put it this way: you <clears throat> do a lot more different things than me, for example. Like I'm a DJ, hundred percent. Like obviously, I produce and everything else, but like DJ is my main thing. Mm. So for me. Yeah, that is yeah, what yeah, it's about. Good. I can't go anywhere and not have that promo because then it's like, what's the point of me doing it? Do you see what I'm saying? Unless no, I, I, I was good. doing a project or more of a promoter, which you do a lot, and then I'm in the background. I don't because we've seen it before. There's enough promoters that don't really DJ or they can't, but they're on the flyer really yeah, just yeah. For, just to have their yeah, name yeah. out. Do you see what I'm saying? So I get why for you, you might not be bothered because it's like, well you've done your shows with that's, your name that's on That's like it. growth maturity. Yeah, do you see what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Which you can, but then like I said, I'm not in that. I'm not trying to be a promoter. I'm not trying to be anything else but a yeah, DJ, yeah, come smash it up DJ. and go home. Do you know what I mean? So for me, it's like, if I'm not getting the recognition, the recognition then why am I here? Mm. Do you see what I'm saying? So for me, it's like, cool, leave that to the side, go to the next place. But say, and, say what you're saying there, like the international DJ point. If you're living here, mm. how long can you say that you're the international DJ Scotty B from the UK? Because that's just what it is. It's that selling point. It's it's, this, this yeah, and, and, and it's also, remember, as much as I live here, I mean, you're the same. We're all the same. Like, Some we live here, but yeah. we, we travel still. <clears throat> like, when it comes to the summer, we're out or we're back and forth. Do you know what I mean? For argument's sake, like, you mentioned Crown Prince earlier, like, summer, he's gone. Like, not even back. He's Con for like you four or five the, months. The, I think the longer people are here, the more they're inclined to do that. It was a flip side for me because industrial mm. was an indoor club. That was peak for me. Yeah. So oh, I, right, I, yeah. I had to be here during the summer. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. more often than not, it's, it's, it's exactly but even But that's say. what I'm saying. I mean, like I, for example, have to go back and forth because like you said, a lot of the venues I do is indoors. So it's like, it's more of a back and forth thing. But then again, some of the people that ran these places or even run it now, they get it. And they know, as we know, like when it's summer here, there's not that kind of, um, what's the word? The the people aren't here like that. Yeah. So it's not Mind a major, if I'm not there that week, they they can get another sort of DJ. Sort autopilot almost. Yeah, do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so yeah. it's not too important, if that makes sense. But then that's that's when you start to look at, um, you know, shifts in culture. I know I'll use the word culture, shifts in culture, spending habits, yeah, uh, expendable income and stuff like that, where people... <clears throat> probably ain't traveling as much as you used to. Let's forget the COVID pandemic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's, that stops you traveling. But what you probably started to see is people maybe can go once a year to see their family instead of popping off on that. Now it's different if you're a touring DJ and you're getting paid for it. That's different. Yeah. But I think you started to see more happening during the summer. Mm. E even in the short space of time I was here from summer to summer, just the way you see kind of 
Ramadan changing and, and, and what goes on during those times and it shifts. Even that, they started stuff. having the venues open then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Because before it was like everything was literally shut and then all of a sudden now the venues are open, but obviously we can't work, but then the venues open now. But, but it's in kind of uh, like... 2020, so licenses were approved <coughs> mm. during Ramadan. Yeah, to go through. So it was going to happen. There was going to be performance during Ramadan. COVID like, come just my, before. My Ramadan plans were always to get get out of here yeah, yeah exactly that's the holiday sweater, like that's the holiday and that's and literally I think even you know with the outdoor stuff the only reason i moved here was because the times were perfect yeah you could september do to boom, may boom. here may to september i'm in europe like, yeah yeah it's perfect seasons but i think like what you're saying the more and more dubai goes summer's going to become the place to be which is which isn't a bad thing but at the end of the day like i said me again just with my dj hat on and that's yeah. my focus even if it does become that i was i just know me i it's like i will still go cyprus yeah, I you're still not gonna go, settle for this yeah, yeah do you yeah. know what i mean yeah but that's 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 why i asked the question because if you was here 365 days a year and you did four seasons and people knew to catch you every single week then that whole international dj thing have to take that yeah no then the fact that you do go to Cyprus, you do go and do your bookings. It wouldn't, it would come off here in the sense of if people like certain clubs or promoters tried to book me and then that argument of like, yeah, but you're a local DJ, right? then I, I I would get the argument because I'm literally just here. I don't go anywhere. Yeah. Like that I understand. But then I've, you know, I've never been that. Do you know what mm. I mean? Like even in England and even at the peak of when I was doing Ibiza and stuff, like I'd leave UK even if it was back and forth, there was once I did the whole thing and I was flying elsewhere from my beef. I used that as a beef, but but then I was there like May to October, like every year. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then October to May in England or wherever. Do you know what I mean? So mm. that's just always been my thing. So I think, I don't think I'd be able to do that anyway, just because I mean, one thing with here, we would like, you have to get out of here anyway. Do you know what I mean? You can't just sit here and as much as there's how much stuff going on, you just you literally need a break from it. I think there's a, there's a there's a huge difference in in genres and how they play out, and as an artist, how you conform to that or, or whatever. You know the difference in especially underground house and not being seen too many times versus yeah. touring having six nights a week, yeah, or yeah, se yeah. seven gigs in six nights or whatever. You know it's a, it's a, it's a it's a different aspect genre to genre. Um, yeah, definitely. I think it's it's. I think, yeah, I think it helps if you can play a lot more stuff as well. I mean, I think that's it. When you got that wide, yeah, wide, wider, exactly. wider reach, you know? Um, Cause where I was playing as well, I was able to stretch it. Cause I like playing everything, but like you said, hair is mainly more hip hop, R&B, that kind of stuff. But yeah. now it's like, even like the, the Caribbean side, there's a lot more of those now, like event wise. So it's dope. Cause I can just go somewhere and just play dance or, Afrobeats, that kind of stuff for my whole set. I don't even need to touch hip hop. But then say like that's that day, I can go the following day and just literally do a straight hip hop set. Then there's other venues that when I did Mihiki a few times, I'm like, rah, finally I can get to play some house and funky. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I think that's what also helps because where I'm playing in these different places, I'm being able to play different things. I'm not playing the same stuff every yeah, night. Because you, you got you, you got the the luxury of doing that within within your realm, whereas in in my realm, in the house realm, it's just you're known for one sound. Yeah. If you veer for that sound, veer from that sound, you're not credible anymore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you can't be seen popping up on a rooftop somewhere playing some commercial tech house when you're a techno DJ. Like you're done. You're yeah, finished. Yeah, yeah. So you're very pigeonholed by default anyway. 
So that's why I suppose, similar to what you're doing in terms of, you know, I stepped away from the DJing thing because especially here, I had the taste of in and out of it. Yeah. But it's so, there's no, there's no tour. There's no, there's no circuit here. Like me DJing here now, literally, like I said, I, I can, when everything was up and running, <clears throat> I'd be playing four or five times a week. I'd play the warm up set. I'd, I wouldn't even want to go near the main set. And then when it's the right time to do it or it's the peak time, I'll do it. Like, and then I'll, I'll put it on my socials. I'll push it that way. But I just think like, I don't know, Scotty, Scotty's different in terms of what we what we do, but everything's just the same, bro. And I, I, I'm so used to, and come from, as he has, touring and playing different vibes. Like, you go to certain places, 1 a.m. till 3 a.m., it's the same. Mm-hmm. And I, for me as a DJ, it, it kind of, like, destroys me a bit. I'll, I'll, one thing I will say I think I need. To, I said this in one interview a while back, but when I was living here before, um, I literally it got to a point where exactly what you're saying, playing the same thing, yeah, and but it does come down to playing in the same venue or for the same, yeah, room, that like. that as well. That was a little bit of it, but then it was also the reason why it started to dishearten me is because I'm doing other venues. And then people aren't dancing, and yeah. then the music's the same. And then, and it wasn't even just for for my thing because we, we all do it. For the crowd isn't moving, we try and change it. But it's like you change it, and then nothing change. You know what I mean? Yeah. The crowd isn't, and then the club's like, oh yeah, but we want to play more of this. I'm like, but it's not working. So it got to the point where I literally yeah. thought I like honestly, I swear that I thought I was like the worst DJ in the world. Like I literally, I would actually. How was, can Scotty feel like he's the no, worst I DJ? Swear no, I swear what, what you've done is you've lost the ability yeah, to you, come control. Do, yeah, everything. And my whole my whole being just was just like it kills your I, soul a little yeah, touch differently. Yeah, yeah. But the, the, like I was so down. As, I was like, as much no. as what I've just said last summer when we was allowed to go back to DJing, and I'd be DJing on the beach. In the space of I think eight years, that was the most I enjoyed DJing because I had no pressure of anything. Yeah. Play anything I wanted. People obviously couldn't dance, but exactly like, since I think since all of that's happened, I think a lot of DJs as well. Even with me, it's like I don't have to look at you anymore. I don't yeah. have to like because you can't get up anyway. So you're on the flip yeah, side, yeah. And then a lot of the times you're not even bopping your head even if you are sitting. There. So you yeah. know what? I'm gonna do me and just play. Do you on, know a, on a dance level now. On right. the flip side, yeah, for me, I done one gig, I was like, nah, no, I'm, 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 I'm going to sleep until you wake me up when the dance floor comes back. Yes, a few people said that, but then you see that whole mentality there, that's what changed for me before I left before, because when I said I was like yeah. down and stuff, I was like, you know what? Is that why like, you left then? No, 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 I mean, it was a little bit of the reason, but there was a few other things like, I, it was weird because the whole city as a whole was just kind of going down and work-wise and clubs were shutting and this was happening. It was just like, you know what? I'm just, I'm just losing me here. Do you know what I mean? There was a few other things that I just didn't like about living here. Cause it's one thing coming back and forth for like eight, nine years. But when you live here and you have to deal with the everyday stuff, as you know, here, mm. it's just like, come on, man, I can't, I can't do this. So um, one thing that helped towards the end was just like at my residency, I was like, cool. I'm playing what I'm playing. Like I don't, I don't care. You lot ain't gonna dance anyway, so I'm gonna do me. And when I did that, everything started changing. Like literally, people actually started dancing more. People were like, right, like yeah, you're playing all the new stuff, and I'm playing. But I was doing this before, <laughs> but you weren't. But it was just more of just like, like I even started to incorporate while I'm playing hip hop. 
I started to add more of the dancehall stuff and that that I want to hear and I want to play. And I, it was just like, oh, you like, like it? Okay, cool, whatever. And then just continued. And then all of a sudden now, I just do me. And then like yeah. you said, we're at a stage now where people can't dance anyway. So it's just like, well, I'm just continue that. But now the place starts doing, <laughs> I had to keep stopping because people wanted to get up. And so, so I'm just like, all right, cool. I need to kind of, but I don't know any other way if that makes sense. So it was kind of like, to try and dumb it down is difficult when, I don't know, just how I put things together is just, for, it's just it was just working, do you know what I mean? Mm. So yeah, it's, I'm back at a stage now where I'm kind of like, all right, I'm just do my own thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm not bothered. I'm like, I always ask promoters and stuff like, oh, what do you want me to do? Like, oh yeah, hip hop and R&B or look, just do you. So like, all right, cool. Like I'll always ask them, but once I know the remit, then it's like, cool. I'm gonna go. It's always then. better when you're working with a promoter who gives that element of trust. Because mm. more more often than not, when you're working with a lot of venues, if there's no one there that's in a position of authority or, or knowledge when it comes to music, they try and dictate when not. Which is a lot. There's no artistic freedom. You know, it's just like play this Superman song for this bottle. Do this. Like, you're playing too hard this time. And it's like, bro. You know what? I only had that. that I only had that. A few. T you know what? The only place I actually had that kind of stuff was Cirque, and but. I didn't mind it there because that was their whole thing. Yeah, yeah, like that yeah. was crazy it for me. It shows them. Yeah, well. yes, and that was the actual, start element. You anyway. see stuff like that. I don't mind that in a club because it's an actual show. You've got all the waiters coming out in Mario outfits and yeah, yeah. literally making it a show. Like that's, I don't mind yeah, that. That's, that's, yeah, yeah, but when it's literally like, stop what you're playing, just play Star Wars or something and they just walk out with sparklers. I'm like, What's, what's, what's going on? And everyone's just looking at me. We were just all raving, have a good time. I'm like, yeah, it's not me. It's that. Do you know what I mean? It's do, you know, do you know what though? Obviously we've all been here a while. Like, you, obviously I play at White and we know that, but there's each season, there's a massive part of like, how can we create it so that it's not a stop start, but they still get the same thing. Mm -hmm. So there, there is places that, and people and club owners that really want to try yeah, yeah. and make it. But, but I think that only lasts for like and it does, a, a and couple of weeks, happens. a month. That is what happens. It, and and that is what but happens. that's here and that's the culture here because even how many venues have we seen open? And then it's like, yeah, we want to do something different. Rare, rare, rare. <laughs> yeah. And well, then the brief all yeah, the time. <laughs> even, even get like different DJs and we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and it's like, no, 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 we need to get this. this. Disturbing was the prime example. It was like, we want to create a UK night, four months, UK artists, fine, money was coming in. As soon as people know it's a good night, more money comes in. And then it's, and then it's like, okay, now we need to switch the music kind of away from the UK. Yeah. We'll keep the brand in, make it a UK vibe. Then the artists went from UK to America. And, and you then see it that, like, like me being industry from the outside in, I see that happening, you know, with the, I start looking at it, I'm like, well, but I also understand and it is the, is the money and it's it. like, and then we, I had to stop it and change it to bloody underground, whatever it was called. But, and that's but the other the thing, thing, people don't think about the brand protection in that way. Mm. Like I saw that happening from the start of it, from the start of Disturbing, I knew that was going to happen. Mm. But cause cause say, it's going back to what you guys said as well. It's, you see it cause you lot got your promoter hats on and stuff like that. Yeah. But then it goes back to what you were saying, culture. Like if, for example, the biggest venue can't even do that, and keep th like one thing there, then how is a smaller venue even gonna have a chance? It's, if that yeah, it's you same, see what I'm saying? It's like if it doesn't start, at, yeah. not even just at the highest level, if it doesn't start somewhere and actually just go with it, like for argument's sake, when I was at Sensation, like people said what they wanted to say about 
the club as a whole. But in general, I'm like, the venue's dope. Like it's ram every week and we can literally play what we want. And it was a vibe. Do you see what I'm saying? Like there was nowhere else like that. Mm. There wasn't no, it's not no posy. You have them golden like, little moments. Yeah. Enough. Do you know what I mean? And that was for how many years? But it's, the same, it's the same thing that comes up again and again. I've been on the operator side with Industrial Avenue. I've been a promoter then became a director for Marriott. So you're talking with the board, you're talking with other yeah, people. Yeah, you can see different, different Creating different something new and around. I'm like, yeah, but do you really want this? Do you really know what it takes to sustain this? You know, the culture, cultural elements and stuff like that. Now I'm working with Function One. So I'm now going into empty spaces with, you know, new investors, hotel GMs, rah, 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 talking the same talk. I want to do this, I want to do this different. I want to do rah, rah, rah. They build an amazing venue, revert back to the same shit every time. This is the thing, and I don't know, I can't even say what it's going to take because it's it's always it's there now. It's always been there. It's just I don't know if it's greed. I don't know if it's uh, ego thing of like we want to do it our way now or I don't like I said I don't know what it is. You, it's the just, only way again going back to the the monopoly situation for me now the only way that the clubs are going to start to listen or, st or start to understand the concept is if we are allowed in some capacity to do pop up events so you can take it back. To the, to the old school, back to the basics. Take yeah, where just, I don't even just think before, there's before you even get to that, I think the way that it can work is promoters. Like you've got to think a lot of what you're saying and who you're dealing with is more on a club GM level. Yeah. This is the ethos. This is what we want to do. If you're a promoter now that can bring a crowd that they can get a decent spend, you have a, a core kind of, here's the music policy, here's what it is. Mm then that will be the way to force it through. If, but as long as you're delivering. A you get prime yeah, example but, of but that you is... said you were delivering. Though. Yeah, but I was delivering I was delivering a brand. And then you've got to think, I delivered the brand, I delivered the artists, but there was more money to be made for the club. So I, I wasn't making money in the sense where it was a commission deal. I, I, I delivered on a brand deal. There's, there's a so lot. it's in their best interest to make as much money. Do you get what I mean? Mm. Like there's... when I'm doing the beach stuff over the winter, that's me as a promoter the music was exactly how I want it to be. Mm. The brunch that I'm doing now, the music's how I want it to be. No one can tell me nothing. Mm. And if if it gets to the point where they want to change it for whatever, I'll just pull it out. Mm. I but, think the, the the good thing you've got is you've got a long, the group you work with are long standing. You've got, yeah. you've got same kind of faces in and around. I think one of the, one of the things that you see here is a very transient place. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people change so, all the time. A lot of people change, whether it's the GM, and you know what it's like here. Everyone comes in with their own ideas, their own people. Um, like a football manager <laughs> that's it in and out yeah. do do they keep the same background staff do they bring mm. in new promoters right, right. or do there's a lot of plagiarism here copy and paste it's like actually do you know what? do we need them a, a great example of what you were talking about in, in a promoter actually represented something was Disconnect at V that was running every Wednesday <coughs> that went into a venue that you wouldn't necessarily associate yeah. with that kind of music and they smashed the life out of it eventually it turned sour they tried to move it to one oak and it fell on its face um, but that was again back when politics. But that's it. Like imagine, imagine the politics were, and it was like venues fighting over getting this promoter into a place. Mm -hmm. Like then no one can say anything. Mm. Like if, if say for example, I'm doing a party here, but this this venue wants to party, they'll pay for the party, and I can still do what I want. Mm. That's how it's going to change. Mm. Like the venues creating their music policy or whatever just to cater for and then, the money is not going to work. And also hiring mm. policies. Like I think eventually having people like us that are, that are stepping up into that more mature role and becoming advisory roles and consultants and stuff like that, instead of a guy who's managed a restaurant in yeah, Lebanon it's, it's comes over to be a GM of a nightclub in Dubai, yeah. 
with no with no aspect of nightlife on how to sustain it. So he's plucking the best of what he can get, the table workers, the concierges, rah, 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 not building the culture and sustain it. So when, once people like us around this table start stepping up into their roles, mm. that's when you'll see the change as well. Yeah, 100%. But I mean, like you said, we still need people further up to agree to it for a lot to allow us to do it. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that's it, yeah. Yeah, and it's just having people like, I feel like I'm in a good position with who I work. If they're listening, they're starting to listen a lot more. And like, if, if, if you're open four days a week, like give me that fifth day, let me take the risk mm -hmm. and let me try and prove that this will work. Like you're not going to make as much money as what you do on the other days, but you're open for five days. And if more venues kind of believed in the people that are working with them, mm. then it would work. Do you get what I mean? And it's just what we did in England. Yeah, like, it's no different. It. Yeah. It's what I was doing in IB for. It's exactly no different. But it will take time. Um, these chats we could just have, <laughs> especially when Adam Adam's here. <laughs> to be fair, you didn't even talk that much. No, I mean, I've got a million things I want to talk about, but I see him like... <laughs> no, like even this, the, the three of us now, how we spoke, we'll do this again. And yeah, we'll, just, we'll just get on it again, but just let people know where they can catch you on your socials or whatever, even whatever you're working on. Um, at the moment... I'm actually about to launch something which is a big risk in in some respects. I've got a private island. I'm doing a festival. Wow! During COVID, oh, so wow. I've got yeah. <laughs> um, let's not mention the word fire fest. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. <Smurder>. <laughs> because that's the general consensus. That's the general reaction you get. But this one is manageable. It's a boutique festival. Um, in the market, I'm staying away from the word festival because I don't want certain eyes on it, or whatever. But it's 200 people on a beautiful, beautiful five-star nice. island uh, headliner. You know, I'm calling it an escape. It's an escape. Escape from reality. Uh, you know, escape from the mundane life. In Dubai? No, no, no. It's okay. international. It's in one of the few places you can fly to right now, no problem. <laughs> First week of June. Um, Soon, yeah? Yeah, so that's that's all done. Teaser, teaser campaign starts on Friday. Um, and then other than that, I'm working with Function One at the moment, business and brand development. Building some cultural aspects and, and some pop-up events. And like one thing I will tell you, <laughs> Dubai ain't slowing down. The, mm. the, the installs I'm yeah. doing at the moment and the level of installs I'm doing at the moment in five-star hotels and, and what you would call five-star clubs is crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but even that is like, you're talking about the best, one of the best sound systems you can have. And you're, you're going to put these into these places, but how much belief is there that they're going to make use of it? So yeah, here's the thing, the here's, 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 yeah. this, this is where like, I'm trying to like tell the story of, you know, it's all good having a great sound system, but it's what you put into it. Like, you know, it's, it's a travesty, someone coming in and playing MP3s on these systems. Um, but there's a kind of want now for, 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 for these big brands to want proper sound, you know, for the last, I don't know how many years, Bose has been the default install mm. in most hotels and stuff like that. After 10 years, people are slowly starting to realize, you know, it's not quite happening. So I'm now going into places and giving them proper sound and, and teaching them how to to maximize the output from it using the brand and, and, and the power behind nice. Function One. Primarily Function One, you would associate as a club sound system brand. So they're always the more exciting projects. There's some huge projects coming up that we've just done installs for four or five meetings a day with new venues. It's, it's, so Dubai right. is alive, Dubai is coming back massively. Uh, other than that, you know, DJ nice. stuff, yeah. Nice. So Adam Cotty <laughs> on socials, that was a long, <laughs> long way it. It's a lot longer than mine. Uh, <laughs> pause. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I social is just Scotty B UK uh, double T I E. Um, 
I just brought out a new single on Friday. Nice. Um, just working on my production, really. It's funny because I haven't done much. Um, I've kind of taken the whole pandemic as like a break. Because when I check it in the whole 20 years, like mad, just, I've never had a holiday, yeah. like ever. Like I've been away once in 20 years without DJing. And it's funny, I was speaking to my grand the other day and like she, even she was just like, the way she was like, yeah, you have it. And I'm like, oh, you remember? She was like, yeah, she was just like, just chill. And, I, and then I don't know, you only speak to certain family, especially older, he's kind of like, I don't, like, I haven't felt bad about not doing anything anyway, but obviously, like I said, I've done a bit of production here. Even like with my mixes and stuff, I'm just, I'm just kind of just, leaving everything because to me like obviously I'm practicing doing bits and pieces but it's like I know when things are back it's back yeah. to the seven days it's, or whatever so it was it was refreshing you know it's, uh, as, a, as a creative you know you need sometimes that you don't get that yeah. downtime but like so I said you, you reinvent yourself time, a touch yeah I'm I've back never, in the studio now I ain't been yeah. in the studio for three years I ain't had a release for three years so I've got a couple of things coming out now and it's nice it's, it's yeah exactly know? so for me I'm kind of like just 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 chilling for me really. it was the other way I was like it's the most I've been in my family Obviously, I've been traveling for 10 years straight. Exactly. Like, Do you know what I mean? It's good like, to have a break it's, it's, it's and good. just be with the family. Yeah, and it's something to look forward to as well, because when things are back open, then we just know it's- Ready to go, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah, yeah one thing we can touch I mean? about on, a, on, a, on another chat is the the, 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 the the mental health aspects of what's happened, especially yeah. to the entertainment industry. The whole world's messed up at the moment, mm. but we've been forgotten <laughs> about. And, you know, um, it just goes to show you, we, we were very expendable and, we're the last ones to, to come back. There's no support for us. And I think there is an element of patience. All of us were raring to go, but a lot of us are broken. And, yeah. and, 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 and coming back into an environment that potentially is broken itself, there's gonna be a lot of trial and error. If we go too fast, we might mess it up. Well, I hit it double because I was, I had it in the UK. Then I left the UK, came here. Came here it to walk here. into this one. Yeah. yeah. So it was, it's been a, a bit more of a shock for me because like I said, I was used to it already, but then I came here, things were cool for two months was, and then- It was what, a year ago, almost to this week, yeah. in lockdown, I was having the biggest gig of my life in Dubai. I was, I was on the Jamie Jones, on Paradise Line. Yeah, Jamie I saw Jones, you post that the other day. But you know, 7,000 people I was about to play to in Dubai. So I mm. slowly worked my way up ladder and then boom, that collapsed. So club closed and you know, the, the first six months were hell for everyone. We didn't know what was going on. But only recently, last three months where I, I left it alone, I felt a sense of freedom where I like, accepted, you know, I'm not, Sitting like a dog, waiting for its owner at the door yeah, for my yeah, industry yeah. to come back. I'm going out and I'm I'm, I'm making moves. Yeah, 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 and then all of a sudden, boom! I'm back to my old self. I'm creating magic. When it comes, it comes. You know. Yeah, mm. that's the best thing for me. I just like the the first time was hard, and then now this time around, like, I've used the time creating stuff. That's it, got man. the ideas ready to go. Like, I would never have had this time to create. And I think you know, for the through the journey that we've all had around this table there's been times when you've been starving as, as a DJ yeah. on intent, not knowing when that next gig's coming. Exactly. So we we were prepared for it in, in yeah. more than others, but not we've the been, We've been it. through the trenches. Yeah. Certain, certain DJs that we've been doing it for like, say five to 10, they're kind of like, I can see a lot of them like cussing and I get it, don't get me wrong. But when you've been doing it for even longer- it's When and, it's your career, yeah, you know? Yeah. And we've fully been through that. We know what it's like to have nothing. <laughs> That's it, like, bro. So it kind of, kind of levels you a bit. Mad. And we could just keep talking. I know we can. <laughs> but guys, thank you very much for jumping okay, on. Cool, um, we will 100% do it again and soon. Output DXB podcast vibes. Mm -hmm.